Dan and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. It's the final episode of the year. Yeah. What a year it's been. Yeah, what a year it's been. Are, are you feeling ready to uh, to rock the Casbah? Yeah, we've got two weeks left of school, and then we finish early this year, so I don't know, what what do you prefer? Do you prefer, well, I suppose you're in Japan, so it doesn't matter, does it really? But <laughs> in, in England, we're finishing, uh, school finishes on the 18th, so we've got an actual week before Christmas, but that means we go back earlier, so we're back on the 4th. I prefer to have longer time after Christmas. Yeah, I mean... Ideally, of course, you'd have long time before and after. But... Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't teach in Japan anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> in Japan, it's great. Yeah, get the week the week off before because your uh, kids are doing tests and you don't need to bother going in. And then uh, the week off after because they come back and do tests. So it's just yeah, the golden age of uh, teaching <laughs> for me, that was. Have a month off at Christmas. <laughs> month off at Christmas, two months in the summer, and you left it all behind. I did, for kids <laughs> doing ridiculous stuff, like kicking <laughs> doors and cutting their fingers off. <laughs> <laughs> how is how is the lad? <laughs> yeah, he's back now. I don't know, I, I don't teach him, so I haven't asked him if he's got any feeling in his finger, but <laughs> it's yeah, he is what it is. But uh, you sent me a message before the podcast started saying can you ask my missus so last episode we did the burning question was um what annoying new habit has your somebody developed your partner or whatever so i'd you said to me before we started recording ask Ikako, my wife uh what she'd say about me and it nearly caused an argument <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was only fair that they because last episode we bitched about our families and they didn't have the chance to come back at us so i thought it was only fair to ask them i'm sorry that i caused you uh some marital trouble though no, i'm not of course i find it quite hilarious <laughs> yeah well no so what, what happened was that uh so on I don't know, maybe Tuesday this week. Basically, I read my Kindle before I go to bed. And so on whatever night, it's either Tuesday or Wednesday. I I got going to get into bed. My missus was in bed and I was like, I couldn't find my Kindle. So I was like looking under the bed for it and I thought she'd hidden it. So I said to her, have you seen my Kindle? And um, she lifted up the pillow and went, da-da. And as she did, the Kindle slipped out from the pillow, <laughs> landed corner first right on the bridge of her nose um <laughs> so she was in a considerable amount of pain. She started crying i had oh, to go no. oh right <laughs> she was no she really hurt herself i had to go into the uh, kitchen uh, into the bathroom to get a towel because you were laughing so much yeah to, no to hide <laughs> the fact that i was <laughs> i was laughing um because yeah it just it was looked it looked really funny but obviously it really hurt she's got a massive bruise on her nose now so she she looks like she's, uh, you know, broken her nose, up, and it looks like I've punched her in the face. But luckily, we're in lockdown, so she can't go anywhere, so nobody can see it. Um, Your reputation remains intact. Yeah, 
So yeah, but anyway, so this was my version of events. Her version of events was that I'd fall asleep and the the Kindle had kind of slipped into the pillowcase by itself and and so yesterday I, when we had a Zoom meeting, uh, like a Zoom sort of quiz with my friends who were drinking, I told people this story. So today, when we when I asked her what is an annoying habit that I've developed, she went, "You just telling people about the Kindle, but it's not the true story." Um, which, <laughs> not quite a habit, but it's something that's obviously got under her skin. Yeah. So um, that, and then the the other thing she said was um, a habit that I've developed that is makes her angry is um, I'm going bald, but I've got more body hair, as if I could do anything about it. <laughs> Again, not not quite a habit, but still, yeah. it's obviously something she wanted to get off her chest. Yeah. <laughs> but she did say, "Oh, then," because I said to her, "Oh, Sam has asked me to ask you this," and then she said, "Well, what about what's Kazuko said about you?" And so she said, "I bet Kazuko said that it's Sam's just too loud." <laughs> well, I think probably that that would be definitely on her list. So I yeah. asked her. Um, I I thought about this uh, for the podcast yesterday. Uh, so I asked her uh, probably yesterday, sort of lunchtime or so. I said, what's an annoying habit that you think I've developed recently? Her initial response was, a lot. <laughs> Which I thought didn't Passing her tubes well. of piss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then re- reporting on it on <laughs> to the masses. <laughs> Um, so I, uh, yeah, and then after that, she said uh, one, and I don't think this is probably like uh, a, a, something that really, really annoys her, but it was definitely, obviously, as a recent thing. She said that I've formed a current, uh, a recent obsession with making sure the doors are closed in the house, like <laughs> as in like the connected doors, because like in Japan we don't have central heating. Well, most people don't have central heating, so you have like a heater in a room or an air conditioner or something, and it's heating that room. But if you leave the door open, like the living room door open, it gets cold. Yeah. And like, and now as a guy, I mean, I kind of feel bad for my family when I was a kid. I left everything open all the fucking time, <laughs> but. I'm the guy paying the bills, so I want those doors shut. And I don't want like I don't want to hear the complaints of my wife being cold when the doors open. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. So she said, me banging on, as you probably have just realized, me banging on uh, about opening or closing the doors is one thing. But then that was like a little thing she said. But then since then, since yesterday afternoon, like four or five times when I've been doing something, she's gone, she's also gone, oh yeah. That's another one. So <laughs> she started to kind of keep a tally. Like this morning, I went downstairs and she was making bread. We've got like a bread maker, but she put too much flour in the in the kind of scales. So she was transferring some of the flour back into the bag, the flour bag. But she'd left like a I don't know sixty centimeter gap between the scales and the flour bag. So she was risking spilling yeah. flour as she spooned it over. So I, I walked into the kitchen. I said, oh, if I were you, I'd move that flour bag right next to the scales. It'll reduce your chances of spilling flour. And she just looked at me and said, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I Developed a habit of giving good advice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think it's probably more like of the habit of being a fucking know-it-all. <laughs> <laughs> Offering unsolicited advice. Uh, but I feel like I've sort of opened a Pandora's box here. But this could <laughs> continue for some time. 
Let me know if there's any more developments on your end. Uh, well, if she starts talking to me again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what's on today's show? Uh, well, we have a jam-packed final show of the year. We have the news story, we have the burning question, which was what's the silliest way or stupidest way you've injured yourself? Uh, but most importantly of all, we have John's jingle. We've been waiting six months for this. <laughs> John's emailed it through. I haven't listened to it myself yet. <laughs> I cannot wait. Uh, looking forward to it. Are you feeling confident about the quality of the jingle? Well, I think you'll listen to it and you'll hear my exasperation of how many times I've tried to record it. So, uh... <laughs> Looking forward to it. So there's all of that and a whole lot more. But of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. Time for the news. Uh, John, what have you got for us? So uh, this is from the Metro in England, and as headlines go, it's just an amazing uh, <laughs> headline. So try and guess what the missing word is. Uh, so pilots use jet to do what in support of what? So oh, right. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a bit of a clue. So it says pilots use jet to draw something in the sky uh, in support of something so what do you, what so do you reckon i remember i remember reading not ages ago that some pilots got in trouble for drawing penises in the sky <laughs> yeah i don't know like kind of like go around it is that what it is yeah so they drew penises in the sky but <laughs> right. what were they but now, why were they drawing penises su- in sky to support what um First of all, that kind of drawing a penis in the sky does give you an indication of the schoolboy mentality of the RAF. <laughs> well, these these uh, were in Russia. Oh, okay. I so see. it says. So the story is: two pilots were under investigation for allegedly manoeuvring their passenger jet through the air so that it drew the shape of a penis in the sky. So the phallic-like turns were captured on flight tracking software, are apparently a bizarre act of solidarity. Solidarity with what? So it's in support um, of something. Uh, is it is it uh, like uh, specifically connected with Russia, or is it like a general to- general theme? No, it's in support of an individual person who is Russian. Vlad- Vladimir Putin. <laughs> no, no. So he said uh, it's in an act of solidarity with the Russia football Russian football team's captain. So why do you oh, think right. they drew? A, why do you think they drew a penis in support of him? Not saying that he was a massive cock. <laughs> is it something to do that has he come out as homosexual or something along those lines? <laughs> no. So it so said it, uh, it, 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 No, that's quite a good answer, but it says no. So the Indian crew of the Russian Pobeda airline are reported to have flown the plane so it drew a penis to back their country's team captain, Artem Juba, who was suspended from international duty after footage showing him appearing to masturbate in bed was leaked online. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, the video highlights the alleged X-rated detour taken by flight DP-407. I mean, DP for a flight. Get DP, the... brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> From Moscow to Yekaterinburg on November the 11th. Uh, Kremlin-owned... This is... <laughs> I mean, fair play. The BBC don't do shit like this, but Kremlin-owned RT, Russia Today, called it a ballsy flight path, but, whether, <laughs> but questioned whether the alleged stunt was a bit too cocky. <laughs> so yeah so this was uh the this was probably the way in which pabida captains expressed their support to russian team captain artem juba and showed their attitude to him being bullied said a spokesman for the airline 
It was later confirmed that the Federal Air Transport Agency is investigating the phallic protest over the city of Neftekamask. <laughs> so Russia reports suggested the crew requested permission for air manoeuvres due to a need to check their radio navigation equipment. <laughs> Quite clever. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it says, yeah, it was part of a, it's, uh, it was a scheduled flight with a budget airline, Pobeda, which is part of the uh, Russian national airline. Do you know what the national airline's called in Russia? Is it, It's Aeroflot, isn't it? It is Aeroflot, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've flew with them once. Have you? I, think, I don't think I have. <laughs> yeah. Was it good or was it as bad as, I've heard some people say it was awful. It, it was fine, actually. Like, there was nothing particularly bad about it. It was very cheap, and it certainly yeah. was like I was from Japan. I went from Japan to Moscow, Moscow to London, and it was definitely kind of a budget flight. <laughs> the guy I sat next to, I was traveling by myself, and the guy sat next to me was Russian, and they didn't have TVs in the backs of the chairs. There was just like one big TV, you know, oh, in the middle yeah, of the yeah. cabin kind of thing. Um, and I can't remember the first film they showed was uh, something, you know, so Hollywood. Yeah, rom com or something, but after that they were put on some Russian TV show. Uh, <laughs> it was it was really weird. And then halfway through the TV show, the, the Russian man who I've been talking to a bit, who sat next to me, he tapped me and said, "Oh, I'm very very sorry about this." <laughs> <laughs> so he was apologising for the entertainment on board. <laughs> But no, I didn't have any like particularly bad experiences on the aeroplane, but yeah, certainly they uh, could do of an upgrade on the entertainment system. <laughs> but that that story, so it finishes with kind of um, about the the actual Russian footballer. So it said separately, the FSB security service is investigating whether the 32 year old Zenit St Petersburg player was blackmailed for five million dollars over the compromising video, which was allegedly hacked from his mobile phone. The married player reportedly met a hacker responsible for stealing the internet footage, uh, intimate footage, but he refused to pay the ransom. So that's just a bizarre story. I don't know why people would film themselves wanking on his own phone. Um, I don't know. What, was it? Would it not be that they've hacked into his camera? Why would he be holding his phone above his bed while he's wanking? No. Well, from reading it, it sounds like he'd stored that footage on his phone and then they... They found it. They hacked his phone and found it and then threatened oh, really? to release it. And then when he didn't pay, they just did release it. Maybe it was like he was doing a bit of a um, a sexy vid for his girlfriend or something. Yeah, for his wife. I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know. Do Female listeners, get in touch. Do you find um, <laughs> a man sort of wanking, <laughs> arousing? Or is it something that you'd want to see from your husband or boyfriend? I don't. I don't think many women do. Find that erotic. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe this is sexist. I don't know. Um, but I, I think I, I've just got. I just think you know, women don't genuinely find just men because we just look like monkeys, don't we? <laughs> just literally uh, look like hunched over, like Quasimodo, <laughs> yeah. with a fucking face to match. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I don't. I don't think women do find that attractive, but I might be wrong. So, ladies, get in touch. <laughs> yeah. You said ladies get in touch before. I just got this image of all the ladies who are listening shaking their heads, going, "No, no, we will not be getting in touch on that topic." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we can do that as a Twitter poll, can we? Really? Is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, no, no. Let's just not go there. No. So, I was thinking after uh, looking at the uh, 
the actual sort of tracking image. Maybe uh, Aeroflot should rebrand themselves as Aerofloppy. <laughs> that was J and S in J News. Ho ho ho! Santa here. Well, it's that time of year again, isn't it? Though this year's felt like a broken-off candy cane up the behind, has it not? It may be lost to the ages whether this shit show started with some dude eating a stack of dried bat flapjacks, or if the whole thing was concocted in a lab alongside a fashionable perfume. But I'll tell you who's making the most of this covidastrophe. My old partner in crime, Krampus, that's who. I'm fairly sure that it was him that intentionally caught and spread this pernicious pulmonary plague to the naughty and nice alike. What a bastard. Now, Santa doesn't take that kind of shit lightly. Even though I'm an old codger and considered as high risk as a police officer sent to prison, Christmas will not be cancelled. I'll be popping in bedrooms to empty my sack. Don't you worry about that. I have just one request. I've heard that this Corona fella can't take his booze. In fact, he is an A-grade lightweight. If you would be so kind as to leave out Santa something strong, that would be great. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go ask the Irish or the Russians. And don't be stingy. You don't want Santa's death on your conscience, do you? Peace and love, jingle on, big red one out. Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Prince took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's something else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? All right, and... Uh... Now it's time for the burning question. So this episode's burning question was, what's the silliest way you've injured yourself? And a few, quite a few people got in touch on this one. So who's been in touch, Sam? Uh, yeah, on Facebook, Blake Walker got in touch. Uh, <laughs> he said that when he was disappointed at an Australian player who scored a try against the All Blacks, I think Blake is a Kiwi, uh, scored, scored a try against the All Blacks in rugby, I slammed my glass on the table. It smashed and went through a vein in my hand. Uh, fun happened when I realised it was bleeding and wouldn't stop. I was busy watching the game, so I just clasped it shut and held it below the table. There was <laughs> Sounds like a rugby fan, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. There was a massive pool of blood and I was getting lightheaded. I figured it was the, I figured it was the beers, not the lack of blood. <laughs> Definitely sounds like a rugby fan. Yeah. He said the funniest thing was when the person came round collecting the glasses and jugs from the table, the wee lass slid in the pool of blood and came up screaming with blood all over her. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, he continues, she didn't see the funny side when I told her not to worry because I'd been leaking for about 20 minutes and it wasn't her blood. <laughs> uh, but she was probably relieved in some ways. Yeah, yeah, God. 
He said, they booted me out of the pub, drove me to the hospital where I was asked to leave after leading all the people in the A&E through a drunken rendition of the Hacker and the National Anthem. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I went... I went back the next day uh, where they put in the stitches without anaesthetic. Ouch. Oh, what? Can't believe they just sent him home. <laughs> it sounds like he was causing quite the disturbance. Yeah, well. <laughs> he finishes his uh, message with the folly of youth, which, uh, yeah, is probably the understatement of the year, I would say. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so on Twitter, Ollie Horn got in touch. He said, oh, this is easy. Paralyzing sciatica from one session of beginner's geriatric yoga i've had sciatica and it just it's not nice you know you're out of shape when you you're going somewhere to improve your health and fitness and you leave worse for wear (laughs) yeah well every time i go on a bloody football pitch now i'm 40 (laughs) (laughs) yeah retire you need to retire i saw you were playing when you were 30 you needed to retire then let's be honest (laughs) i've got better with age to be honest well i don't know if it's because every I don't know if it's because everybody else has got shitter, because they're all yeah, old and dying. You're playing, playing with 60-year-olds, geriatrics. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> on, uh, on Facebook, to the previous guy, Blake, to, uh, in response to his uh, message, Michaelius van Taylorhusen uh, replied to Blake. He says, Blake Walker, I have no trouble believing this, uh, but that does beat screwing your knee up, kicking the ground while taking a conversion. <laughs> so oh, I'm assuming yeah. Michaelius uh, had a <laughs> had a miskick himself. I wonder if there were a couple <laughs> of beers involved in that one as well. Well, not if he's playing, I don't think. <laughs> Could, I wonder if he might have had a couple the night before. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So we had Kelly Zemnikis, uh, a comedian who we featured on this show. She says she popped a rib out, zipping up her pants, which sounds incredibly <laughs> painful. Yes, and and it, it has a sort of a tinge of embarrassment connected to it too, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. How about for you? Um, when I was when I was probably about eight or nine or something. I can't remember if I've told this story in the podcast before, but. At school, we had the fire brigade came in, and they were telling us about how we could how we could um, escape from a burning building. And the way they said was, if you're in a second floor or what would be the first floor in England, if you're in the second floor or first like the the, the upper floor window, what you should do is, if the building's on fire, you sit on the you open the window, sit on the windowsill, turn around, hold onto the window ledge, and lower yourself down the length of your arms. I'm doing a yeah. mime on the podcast. So you, your kind of body length gives you a shorter way to fall yeah. and then let go and then it kind of, that'll, you know, lessen the impact of your fall. Anyway, so I, I, I was exposed to this information and then I went home or whatever the next week and my mum was naughty. My mum said, right, go to your room. You're not pl- going outside to play. <laughs> oh, right, oh, screw you. I know exactly how to escape. So I, yeah, I, I did it exactly like that. Below my bedroom was the kitchen. I don't know. My mum just said she just saw me fly past the kitchen window. She thought, oh, my God, he's dead. He's killed himself. But he's killed himself because I wouldn't let him go and play hide and seek. But the the embarrassing part about it for me was when I, I, I sort of 
hanging from the window ledge, I realised this was actually something I didn't want to be doing. <laughs> but, was, but at this point, I was no longer able to <laughs> pull myself back into the bedroom. <laughs> so I was probably just dangling off the windowsill scared for my life for about a minute just thinking oh what yeah. a mistake this was <laughs> it's definitely a mistake it's a mistake <laughs> so yes yeah, so i crashed to the ground luckily i didn't break anything i did i had got a really nasty sprained ankle <laughs> and uh yes yeah, so, and the next time i went to my bedroom there were uh child proof locks on all the windows <laughs> <laughs> that feeling when you do something where you just take and then you realise shit I really shouldn't have done this oh, this oh awful <laughs> how can I get back I can't yeah. I remember me my brother and my sister went, uh, I think we were in Scotland we climbed up some cliffs and then the sea came in I remember halfway up going oh we are fucked here we are <laughs> <laughs> oh this was such a bad idea this is such a bad idea but we can't go back and we should not go forward <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, what about for you Oh, I've loads. Usually when I'm drunk, getting hit by a car after drunkenly stepping back into the street. <laughs> it's up there. Uh, stepping backwards and falling drunkenly uh, onto a wall. And it was like a low wall. And I managed to land my arm right on the corner. So I took a massive Whoa. chunk out of my arm, which wouldn't stop bleeding. But my wife was staying at a mother's that night. So the day after I was going up to a mother's house, so I tried to kind of bandage it up and then as soon as she saw it, freaked out and I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> um, yeah, banging my head on stuff. Well, you're very tall, so you've got kind of like a disadvantage when it comes to like yeah. head banging. Yeah, quite often. I mean, my mother-in-law, I don't know if I've said this on a podcast, she allowed me to raise the chandeliers in her house because I kept standing up, banging, and she had really, it was really heavy glass kind of prism and I kept cutting my head every time I went to her house oh um, really yeah that was pretty stupid <laughs> I think oh, you're saying she allowed you to raise them I think she was probably 50% worried about you but 50% worried about her chandeliers yeah <laughs> yeah um, oh, I nearly knocked myself out getting onto an aeroplane once because I banged my head on the door I don't know how I managed that when I was actually first time I was off to Japan so dead excited and then kind of walked onto the aeroplane and smashed my head really hard on the door and got sort of wobbly knees and stuff and I'd got a glass oh, really? of water and yeah <laughs> kind of shot myself in the foot because they, they were kind of unsure about serving me alcohol on the flight after that so oh um, no that was quite annoying I bet you I bet you found yourself a way around that though <laughs> yeah I was uh, after a few hours I said oh come on I'm fine <laughs> you're in there in the galley standing on one leg touching your nose and stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at me <laughs> I've got a feeling that your drunken injury list could probably go on for quite some time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but none of but none of none of the ones we've talked about today are as funny as <laughs> getting smashed in the face with a Kindle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
On June the 12th, 2020, John McBride pledged to make a jingle for this very podcast using only his guitar playing skills. The deadline for this jingle is December 2020 and the world waits with anticipation. It's the Jingle Countdown. Today is the day. And it's the moment we've all been waiting for. John has had six months to pre- prepare a jingle for us using, as you just heard in the, in the previous, in the pre-jingle jingle, using only his guitar playing skills. John, go on then, tell us, how confident are you feeling? Uh, it's, it's rubbish, let's be honest. It's only ever going to go one way. I, uh, the, lyrics, the lyrics came out quite you know, I was happy with the lyrics. I had the lyrics down after about a week, and then I've been spent six months trying to work out how to attach the music to the lyrics. Put um, three chords around the song. Yeah, uh, we do. We use a G chord, a C chord, and a D chord. I think. All right, for all you musos out there. Yeah, I was. Well, I was dead tempted, and I am. Well, I think we might. I might send it to Ruben VM and see if he can make it better. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, do you know what? I, I I haven't listened to it yet. So, John, listeners, John sent the audio file uh, the other day, but he said don't listen to it, and I haven't. But <laughs> I really sort of expected it to be a highly polished pop, uh, <laughs> you know, no. like like you've basically paid someone to no, <laughs> do there's a no, there's no sort you. of backing music or anything. It's just literally one man and a guitar. Well, that and that was the brief. To be fair, yeah. So, yeah, well, enjoy. And then uh, there's a bit of swearing at the beginning and then there's a bit of swearing at the very end. <laughs> uh, listeners, I I don't think we can wait any longer. No, here we go. Six months. Six, six months of work <laughs> boiled down into this. All right, for the 50th time, let's try one more time. This song is called Sam Loves Musical Comedy. Three, two, one. Sam Loves Musical Comedy. I think it's really shit. <laughs> Sandler's musical comedy. Wonder what he'll make of this. <laughs> Sandler's musical comedy. I give him loads of stick. Sandler's musical comedy. Guess that makes me a prick. <laughs> Sandler's musical comedy. He mugged me off back. Because Sam loves musical comedy He doubted I could make this tune Because Sam loves musical comedy I think it's really shit Sam loves musical comedy Wonder what he'll make of this Fuck off (laughs) No, it just sounds like a mental person Smashing out a guitar, <laughs> I'm giving you a round of applause. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm slightly, I'm slightly apprehensive because we've featured quite a lot of musical comedians on here, including <laughs> our very own dear Ruben VM, <laughs> and repeatedly saying that you think musical comedy is shit may <laughs> uh, impact on us being able to feature performers in the future but no i think you've done a great job there oh, take man. us through the um take us through the musical process so 
I just came up with the lyrics and then spent months trying to work out how to play a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it was somewhat unfair of me, but on the other hand, I think I probably helped you improve your guitar playing skills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the recording of it, because I kept recording it, and then it just one little change or whatever, it just sounded awful. So um, I don't like listening to my own voice at the best of times, but listening to my own voice singing sober was... <laughs> <laughs> and basically, yeah. I, had to, I had to kind of squeeze it in because obviously my missus hates anything to do with this podcast. So if, if I said to her, I'm off upstairs, can you, you, you know, you've been with the kids all day because Emma's, Emma's self quarantined. Well, she's self isolating because somebody in her school's got it. So she's had the kids all day and the weather's been shit, so they can't go outside. Do you mind if I just go upstairs and spend half an hour trying to record? <laughs> <laughs> that. So I had to I had to wait till she sneaked into the bath and then do a quick sort of try and knock it out. <laughs> well, you should be doing much more important things like masturbating, of course, yeah. or you know, looking after my kids. <laughs> yeah, well, quite. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that I think the listeners will have appreciated that. I've certainly appreciated it, <laughs> um, I'd, and I think that I would be fair in saying that. Ruben VM is probably slightly worried right now that his jingle crown is going to be knocked off his head. Well, I think we should send it to him and ask him if he can uh, make a better version. <laughs> yeah. But as I say, the musical comedy shit, I don't know if he's going to have... <laughs> he, he may well manipulate the lyrics in some ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see, see if he'll do it for us or if he just tells us to fuck off. <laughs> nope. No pressure, Ruben. He'll be listening to this. <laughs> it's international. And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who was involved. Thanks to Matt Perkins. Thanks to Ruben VM. Uh, but most of all, thanks to the jingle master himself, <laughs> John McBride. <laughs> Can't wait to hear what you come up with next December. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a year to make a better jingle. <laughs> are, you just, are you just trying to turn me into a musical comedian by, <laughs> by stealth? Like, make me join the dark side, like fucking uh, Padme with uh, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, Emperor Palpatine. Find yourself going yeah. on YouTube, checking out Tim Lynchin. Yeah. Pick up the guitar, you will. Right? Yeah. Musical comedy, you will. Um, so, well, for next episode's Birdie Question, then, because uh, my wife is adamant that uh, I was lying about her hiding the kindle um so what's the what's the biggest lie that you've told oh yeah good as ever keeping it light i suppose <laughs> yeah we don't want to know about any crimes <laughs> all right all right anything else no i think that's all all right catch, catch you later, later. It is time to go, that's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an mp3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. 
Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you married. You should join in. Answer the burning question. Send a new story. Preferably something we can find about. We're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com. And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Sam loves musical comedy. I think it's really shit. Sam loves musical comedy. Wonder what he'll make of this. Sam loves musical comedy. I give him loads of stick. Sam loves musical comedy. Guess that makes me a prick. Sam loves musical comedy. He mugged me off back in June. Cause Sam loves musical comedy. He doubted I could make this tune. Comedy, I think it's really shit. Sam loves musical comedy. Wonder what he'll make of this. Fuck off.